This is Season 2, Episode 49 of the Fly the W670 Podcast. You cannot spell Tyone without an L. Crowley, that was a nice job on that interview. Let's get into the standings after the Cubs are stumbling after London and back at Wrigley Field. Yeah, it just uh, – you were getting to <laughs> – what I'm concerned about is we are now getting to the point where decisions have to be made and the way that the Cubs are performing – Unfortunately, those decisions aren't looking good right now. Uh, right now, Cincinnati and Milwaukee are battling for first place. They are tied at the top of the division, 45 and 39. Pittsburgh has now passed the Cubs, 39 and 44. They are five and five on a two-game losing streak, but the Cubs are four and six on a two-game losing streak at 38 and 44. St. Louis, 9.5 back um, with, you know, you know, still in the basement. But everyone keeps saying, well, the division's bad, the division's bad. I mean, right now, there's only like a handful of teams that have a worse record than the Cubs right now, St. Louis being one of them. Um, but, you know, the only way you're going to win to make the postseason is by the division. And right now, the Cubs are six out of that. I mean, I know people can say you can go on a run, but time is not on their side here anymore. No, the time is definitely the time is definitely now. We're going to get into their upcoming series in a moment. But yesterday afternoon, we started finding out about the uh, Cubs All Star representatives. Yeah, how great was that? Uh, the Cubs released a video of the announcement, uh, which which was really cool to kind of see. That I love when they kind of give us a behind the scenes look. The first, so David Ross comes out to say this is his favorite part of the job. First All Star announced was Dan B. Swanson making his second all-star game and you know i think dansby swanson was somebody that people had a pretty good idea was going to make the all-star game and he got a good round of applause from his teammates next up announced was marcus stroman also making his second all-star game appearance again cheers and i don't think we had any doubt marcus stroman was going to make it but after both announcements uh you know they were they were cheering but david ross finally announces that justin Steele was selected to his first all-star game and the locker room erupted. Obviously it's a big deal to make your first all-star game. And again, I, I think that Justin, you know, like uh, for Chicago fans, we love him, we know him, but he may, may not get as much love nationally, you know? And, and so I think uh, when you saw the other day when they were playing Cleveland, Terry Francona was like, yeah, this kid's the real deal. So the, you know, people who are getting to see him, whether managers, whether it's players, whether it's media, He's not as well known as, say, Stroman and Swanson. So a really awesome moment. And I can just say I had a pleasure. I had the pleasure of interviewing uh, Justin Steele. And it was an honor. He's such a great kid, such a great family. And to be able to see him get this honor after all the hard work, all the again, you're talking to guy, you know, drafted in what, 2014, I believe, you know, to finally make an all star game was just a huge moment. Right. Well-deserved on all accounts. I don't think you can say that any of those are questionable or borderline. They all deserve that honor. I'm happy for all of them. Obviously you don't want them doing too much in the game because you want them to get their rest, but you also want them to uh, have the chance to go up against the uh, other side of the uh, league. You know, the NL versus the AL, even though it's not quite the same as it was when you and I were growing up where we got to, uh, you know, see the American league far less often unless you lived in a big market, but it's still, it's still a special type of thing. And uh, I think it's something that uh, Justin Steele will be uh, doing multiple times in his career. Let's get into a little bit of the injury report and roster moves, Crowley. 
Yeah, some bad news on Brandon Boxberger. He continues to deal with inflammation in his arm. He's been kind of pitching out in Arizona, um, and it just it's it's not getting better. His progress has been slowed down. So who knows when we're going to see Brad Boxberger next on this team? And then they've got a little bit of uh, roster moves from the Myrtle Beach South Bend area, right? Right, yeah. From Myrtle Beach to South Bend, right-handed pitchers Angel Gonzalez and Brody McCullough have been promoted. I am really interested in Brody McCullough. That's just kind of a name that, I don't know, I'm just, you know, I, I try to kind of look through these things and say to myself, who would the average Cub fan, who's someone that should be on your radar? Brody McCullough is a guy that that I, I think that I'm curious to see how he performs in South Bend. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he, he does really well and continues to progress through the minor leagues. All right, Crowley, I'll keep an eye on him for the uh, series on Marquee, right? The road to Wrigley. Hopefully we'll see a little bit of him on that one. All right, Crowley, it starts a little bit later today. Cubs versus the Brewers north of the Cheddar Curtain. And Crowley, on the Mully and Haw Show, we have a lot of fun with uh, statement games, must wins. I think the Cubs are in that situation right now. A couple of minutes ago, we talked about how, you know, the time is now. There is no, uh, you know, tomorrow for this ball club. Obviously, there's plenty of way to go, but they've got to make a statement if they're going to be a, a player. You know, Tom Ricketts came on and Jed came on right ahead of the London series talking about how the team was going to be buyers. Well, I'll tell you what, if you don't win, you don't at least split up in Milwaukee. I don't see how you're buyers at all. Dustin splits not good enough at this point. Um, Normally, you know me, my prediction times, it's always a split. If you don't take at least three or four from the Brewers, it's a failure because you, you know, it's, it's all you did was just burn games off the schedule. Well, now the one good news is the one good news Crowley is that Tyone will not be pitching in this series. Correct. Um, Four games. You are are correct. No Tyone. Yes. All right. There we go. So uh, Cubs are four games over 500 without Tyone start. So, Hopefully that trend continues. Let's get into the uh, July 3rd game. That's today up in uh, Milwaukee. Well, you know that the last time that the Cubs played the Brewers, it, it's been a while. It was the opening series in 2023. The Brewers took two or three. Uh, a pair of aces took the mound on opening day with Mark and Stroman taking on Corbin Burns. And the Cubs won this one four to nothing. They scored four runs in the third thanks to Dansby Swanson driving in two runs and Trey Mancini and Jan Gomes driving in a run as well. Stroman would give us a preview on how he would perform the season, going six innings, giving up no runs, only three hits. Game two, though, that was a disappointing loss. Justin Steele took on Brandon Woodruff, and like Stroman, Steele previewed what his 2023 would look like. He pitched six innings, gave up three hits and no runs. Ian Happ hit a home run. The Cubs are up one nothing in the eighth. But then Javier Assad, who is coming off a hot World Baseball Classic, came in. He allows the Brewers to tie it. And then if you remember this play, it was Miles Mastroboni in right field. He couldn't make a play, and the Cubs would lose 3-1. to one. And finally, in a preview of Justin Tyone's, <laughs> Justin Tyone's 2023 season, he gave up three runs in four innings, and then the Brewers, the Brewers blew it open against Julian Merriweather with a five-run fifth as the Cubs fell 9-5. to five. So the Brewers took two of three. So that seems about we, six months ago at this point, Crowley. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I remember, I remember I was coming home from uh, Iowa. We watched yep. the Iowa Cubs and watching that play. We actually had it on a phone while we were driving back and we were watching the game on Mark on the, on the app and watching master Boney miss that play it was really brutal. So um, we get into this series. We got, you know, we're going to be starting it off today uh, in the Cheddar Curtain at AmFam. I'm going to try to make a game. I think I'm going to try to catch the last okay. game. Okay. All right. 
you know, it, it, it's, it's to me, I always, you know, I'm in Wisconsin right now. So it's always kind of fun to maybe check out and see what, you know, I like going to different parks, but when we talk about today's game, you, you know, you're, you're talking about July 3rd, we're almost there July 4th. It's a one ten start drew smiley in his seven and five record with a three ninety six ERA going against the veteran Julio Tehran two and three with a two eighty five ERA on this one. Uh, just looking at the way that this is kind of all playing out. You remember Drew Smiley did not have the greatest of starts last time out. Very disappointing um, against the Phillies. He only went 3.2 innings. He gave up seven earned runs. But the two, the start before that against Pittsburgh, you went five innings, gave up three hits, no runs. But then the start before that also against Pittsburgh, he went six innings. He gave up nine hits and five earned runs. So two of the last three starts he's had have not been good. Let's hope that continues. That's all we can do at this point, right, Crowley? Let's hope that Well, continues. no, we don't want that to continue. We need oh, that saying, to turn, turn I'm around. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I thought you meant Julio Tehran. Oh, sorry, no, no. Yes. I'm talking smiling. smiling man. I, you went out there for a minute. Yeah, so he's, he's, uh, he's struggling, so we need him to kind of turn it back around now. Julio Tehran's an interesting one here because he did not start the year with the team. He's had to come because of injury issues. And so with Tehran, he made, he signed late in the season. He signed on May 25th. So he, he's, he's a guy that, you know, he's 32 years old. He's, he's a veteran. Uh, he's, he's done pretty well for them so far, you know, considering the situation. Uh, he's only started, you know, he's only started, Six seven games for these guys right here. He's two and three with a two eighty five ERA. A yeah, nice so, ERA, that's for sure. Against the Mets, he really struggled. He went five point two innings, gave up seven hits, seven earned runs. But against a really good Diamondback team, he went five innings, gave up two hits, no run. And against a good Pittsburgh uh, team, six innings, one hit, two earned runs. So you know, hopefully, it's more like the last start and not the previous two starts. Let's hope the offense wakes up on the bus ride up. That's all you can ask for. Now, a guy that has been doing well for the Cubs, Kyle Hendricks, three and three with a 281 ERA, the professor calling his own games. And, you know, you wonder <laughs> if in the future you could see him as a possible, uh, you know, pitching coach. Just a really bright guy. Uh, he's, he's done really good against Philadelphia. He went seven innings pitch, six hits, three earned runs. That's a quality start. Another quality start against Pittsburgh, 6.1 innings, two hits, one earned run. And against Baltimore, 5.0 innings, five hits, two earned runs. So, you know, the professor doing the professor type things, doing good. The, he's going to be facing Wade Miley. Dustin, I got to ask, did you just know the second that the Brewers signed Wade Miley that it was just going to be a totally different story than how he was when he was with the Cubs? No, not at all. I had hoped that he was going to take his junk with them there. Um, but he's been pretty decent for them. 11 starts, 5-2, and two, 302 ERA. I instantly knew the second they signed him, it was like he was, he was injured all the time against the Cubs, yeah, with the Cubs, hurt. and now he's with the Brewers, and he's doing great things. Um, the last start, he didn't go that long. He didn't pitch effectively, but he went four innings, gave up three hits, two earned runs. He had three walks and three strikeouts, so his pitch count got elevated. Against Cleveland, who we just saw, he went six innings, gave up three hits, zero runs. Against Pittsburgh, five innings, two hits, zero runs. 
we remember last year with Miley, he looked really good a lot and then, but, but he just couldn't stay healthy. And so that's what you're really kind of seeing against him. He's he usually goes about five to six innings. Not often does he go much more than that. And, you know, it's, uh, he gives up two, three runs tops. I, I think it's going to be a tough challenge for the Cubs to, to, to have to face him. That's a really interesting pitching matchup in game two. No doubt about that. That's the 4th of July game, Crowley. Correct. Then we have Justin Steele on the bump. Uh, we've said, you know, now a first-time All-Star, 9-2, two, 243 ERA. He has won his last three games against Cleveland, St. Louis, and Baltimore. He gave up zero runs against Cleveland, one run against St. Louis, and two runs against Baltimore. Guy is pitching like an all-star, and it's we're glad that he has finally gotten the recognition that he deserves. Lucky to have him, no doubt about that. Now, when we look on the other side, we got Adrian Hauser. With Adrian Hauser, you're talking about a guy that has started 10 games, and he's gone three and two. He struggled against the Mets last time out, going six innings. Well, not really. He only went six innings. He gave up seven hits, two earned runs against Cleveland. Uh, he had an abbreviated start. That was on 623. He gave up zero runs, but he only pitched one inning. And then on 619 against Arizona, he went four innings pitch. He gave up one earned run. So Hauser's kind of been a guy that's kind of given them some spot starts. He, he's not a guy. He did not start on the 19th and the 23rd. So he's a guy that's kind of, you know, he was on the IL. He had uh, an injury. He had some groin tightness. So he's just kind of coming back from that. So we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Now, the last matchup should be the most interesting of them all, in my opinion. When you, you got Marcus Stroman on the bump for the Cubs. Again, another all-star. Wasn't the worst start for him last time out. Uh, he went, again, against Cleveland, 5.2, five hits, five earned runs. But two of those came off of Julian Merriweather, um, who inherited the runners. Against St. Louis, he had the blister, so he only went three innings, gave up three and runs. And then before that was a really good game against Pittsburgh, seven innings pitched and zero earned runs on five hits. So that was a good start, but the last two starts have kind of been question marks coming back from that blister. Yeah, the blister is something that you have to keep in mind with that, right? It's not an excuse, but it's something you have to you know understand and consider and, and say, hey, I get it. Now, he's going to be facing Freddie Peralta, and Freddie Peralta started 16 games this year, and he's 5-7 and seven with a 467 ERA. I can tell you Milwaukee fans are disappointed with Peralta. He had a really great season last year. You, you expected him to take that next step, and he just really hasn't. Uh, last, game, last couple of games, though, he's been heating up lately, so that would be something that I would kind of tell Cup fans to keep in mind. And so, um, you know, he, he had a bad start to the season where he was giving up some runs, uh, you know, but right now, lately, against Pittsburgh, he went 5.1, gave up three earned runs. Against Cleveland, he went five-point innings, gave up three earned runs. Against Pittsburgh, six innings, two run, earned runs. So he's another guy that right now, very similar to Wade Miley, he's going to go five, six innings, no more than that, really. 
but he's only going to give up two, three runs. If you look at the month of June, you know, he gave up four runs against Oakland, which what was he thinking there? But after that, he hasn't given up more than three runs in any other start. Well, the Cubs offense is going to have to wake up, Carly. There's no doubt about that. We can't have any of these 10, 13 strikeout performances and can't be going one for 10 with runners in scoring position if you hope to win what is a very, very important series. we got three day games coming up, right? One night game. Game three is a night game, if I'm right. Yes, sir. All right, let's get into it. Who's hot? Who's not? Cubs side. All right, we look at the Cubs side. Who is hot? You can take a look. How about Cody Bellinger kind of kind of getting hot lately? He's 10 for his last 23 with an RBI. He's slashing 435, 445, 22. And then Nick Madrigal, seven hits in his last 18 at-bats with a home run and an RBI, slashing 389, 389. Look at that 611 power number for Nicky Madrigal. Woo! <laughs> Nick Madrigal, hot for two cycles of this thing we uh, we do this segment. So good for good for Nick Madrigal. And the knot? Uh, that would be Dansby Swanson right now with three for his last 24, one home run, one RBI. He's slashing 125, 160, and 292. And then also take a look at, um, I would say, Ian Happ. 17, at, one hit for his last 17 at-bats. He's not an all-star this year. He's slashing 0. .059, 0. .200, 0.059. We've talked about it. He is a guy that has really... Uh, really, really struggled right now with um, anybody not named Adam Wainwright. So definitely not an all-star this year. No, definitely not. All right, let's move over to the Brew Crew, Crowley. Who's hot? We haven't seen them in quite a while. So who's uh, who's been doing it for the Brew Crew? Brew Crew is kind of weird where they have a lot of different guys. They don't have play like a ton of regulars. But um, right now, Jesse Winkers, five for his last 15 with five RBIs. He's always given the Cubs fits when he played with Cincinnati, uh, slashing 333-412-467. Brian Anderson, third baseman, a nice pickup for them in the offseason, going seven for 22 with three RBIs. He's slashing 318, 304, 364. As far as the Nats are concerned, Rowdy Telez. Now, be careful. He always seems to hit the Cubs really well. Yes, three he does. Three for his last 18 with three RBIs. He's slashing 167, 238, 222. And then Joey Weimer is their center fielder. He's three for their last 19 with one home run and two RBIs. He's slashing 158, 333, 368. Uh, one guy that's surprisingly on that list is Willie Adamas, another guy that you'd expect to have a better year. He's four for his last 27, and he's slashing 148, 294, and 259. All right, Crowley, it, here we go. This this is a hard one for me because this Brewer team, when I look at their lineup, right, when you just look at them, they don't look that impressive, in my opinion. I don't sit there and go like, who's the guy that scares you? You know how we always kind of talk about right, that? Who's the right. guy that puts the fear into you? The Milwaukee Brewers have a negative run differential right now. And so that, that that's the thing that kind of blows me away is I'm like, how is this team doing what they're doing? And it's just – their bullpen's been tight. They hit when it matters, Dustin. When when it counts, they seem to get the big hit, and there always seems to be a different hero every day. It's one of those type of teams when you look at it. But when I look at the Brewers, it's like, how are they doing this? It's like I look at their lineup. Their averages are not that great. You know, uh, the, the, their top hitter, and I'm looking at this right now. 
they're 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 designated hitters batting two fifty five. I mean, is that anything that scares you? No, like you just you, you said it perfectly. Nobody scares you on this team. They must do really well with runners in scoring position, and obviously we talked about their starting pitching and their low ERA, so they must be low low scoring games so far this year for that team. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know me on four game series. I'm gonna go with the split. I'm not happy about it. Um, I, I don't think that's gonna be helpful. Uh, but I would I would say at this point in time that that's what I think is gonna happen. All right, so you're going uh, two and two. I'm going to go three and one, Crawley. I'm just going to try to be just a bit more optimistic in this one because the Cubs really, really need it. Trying to will, uh, trying to will a Cubs win. I like it. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow on the socials. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Email us flythew670gmail.com, and of course, you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Everybody out there have a fun and most importantly safe 4th of July weekend. Yes, and, and, and if you have a chance, head up to Milwaukee. I'll be there. We could cheer on the Cubs, and hopefully, like Dustin says, they take three, maybe four. All you can do is wish, go Cubs! <laughs>